Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. We're thankful that you are with us today. Special shout out if you might be joining us online. Uh, Before we dive into uh, this morning's message and what we want to discuss, uh, I want to bring your attention to a green card. You should have received one of these when you walked through these doors, or maybe you're joining us online. You can also see it at faithnfm.com. And uh, for this next week, beginning Monday through Sunday, we are diving into a church-wide prayer and fast. Uh, What that simply means is this. We're going to abstain from food, and we're going to rely on our sustenance, who is God in our life. So, what we're going to do, we're asking is that you uh, maybe uh, take a moment, pick a meal, and rather than eating that meal, you take time, you meditate on God's Word, you pray, and you say, God, how can I grow in a relationship with you? And so we even help you out a little bit. We give you seven items on the back that say uh, it's our seven-day prayer list. And I want to encourage you, be praying for those throughout this week. Maybe talk right now when you go to lunch and say, hey, honey, what do I need to do? What do uh, you want to maybe join together? What meal do we want to skip? And uh, want to give you an opportunity because we want to bring in this school year, this fall uh, ministry runs and just say, hey, you know what? God is not done working and we want to be a church that is united. So I want to invite you to join us with our church-wide prayer and fast. Make sure you grab a card on your your way out if you haven't done so yet. Well, we're continuing our series called Keeping It Fresh. We are looking at fruits of the Spirit, and uh, I titled this morning's message, Have Faith Like Grandma, right? Now, how many of us in this room, you know some grandmothers around who have some pretty great faith. I mean, they're prayer warriors. I know in my life, my grandmother is a pillar in my life because of her steadfast faith. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, the apostle Paul talks about these fruits of the Spirit. There's approximately nine of them. And he says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and this week we're talking about faithfulness. He continues on in verse 23, gentleness and self-control, there is no law against these things. And I want to highlight this again, this line capture it, and it's simply, it's the Holy Spirit grows the fruit, we draw close to God. That is our responsibility. A lot of times in our culture and in our mindset is we need to work, we need to produce, we need to be the ones that create. When ultimately in our faith journey, what is the number one uh, option and the number one task and the number one responsibility that we have is to grow in a relationship with Jesus, draw close to Jesus. That's why we do communion. That's why we're entering into a seven-day prayer and fast. So I want to encourage you in this time, don't be focused on what you can produce, but be focused on drawing close to God so He can produce the fruits of the Spirit in your life. I love how one author put it. He says this, faithfulness 
is, or faithfulness is our business. Fruitfulness is an issue that we must be content to leave with God. That's what it's about. So remember James 4, 8, when it says this, come close to God and God will come close to you. Now, we've been talking about fruits of the Spirit, so we've had to look at some fruit. So when I think of faithfulness, when we talk about it, when we discuss, if I had to coordinate that with a particular fruit, I picked the apple. Now, here's my hope. Anywhere you go this week and and the days ahead, that when you see an apple, you think of faithfulness, right? Like, who doesn't like a good apple? Like, I'm walking through the store, I'm picking up this apple, I'm like, man, you got the red delish, and uh, uh, I'm not really sure who likes those kind of apples, but I'm sure there's some people out there. Uh, Then you got the Granny Smiths that are the green ones that are really sour, you know, like, you're like, you bite that thing, you wake up, and you're like, woo, and then you got my favorite, the Honeycrisp, oh, man, you come in on that summer day, and you're like, oh, I got that Honeycrisp apple, I'm feeling so, so good right now, you take that bite, and you're feeling good, right? Apple faithfulness. You can always rely on a good old apple. You know, you even got apple pie. You got like the, what, that apple butter spread. Oh man, there's a lot we can do with an apple. And maybe you're in here and saying like, I don't like apples. Well, that's pretty abnormal, but hey, we love you too. But see, here's the thing with an apple, you know, you can always rely on a good apple. They look good. They're they're, they're always part of the, the fruit basket. They're a constant. They taste good. Even the old adage is an apple a day keeps the doctor away. They're healthy for us. Faithfulness is consistency. Faithfulness is commitment. We define faithfulness this morning simply as this. Faithfulness is a firm and unwavering loyalty and devotion to a person to whom one is united by promise or commitment. It assumes being honest and trustworthy. Like whenever I go to an apple, I, I can guarantee that an apple, by the way it feels and the, the, the consistency, that it's going to be a, a pretty good fruit. Faithfulness is this uh, understanding, this consistency. And I love this. It requires actively following through on one's commitment. That's what faithfulness is. So today I want to talk to you about three observations that we're going to gather when it comes to why faithfulness matters in our lives. See, faithfulness is huge in our life, especially now with society and and culture, because commitment is not what commitments commitment once was, right? Like it used to be, hey, you're committed through and through. You're going to stay through. You're going to be steadfast. You're going to be steady, Eddie. But now we have so many different options. It's, uh, am I going to be commitment to, am I going to hold commitment and loyalty to keep my mouth shut when somebody says something out of turn? Oh, you know, that person, I, I, I don't really like them right now because of their certain political stances, and so I'm going to take a step back, and I'm not really going to be in a a friendship with them much anymore. Or, you know what, I just don't like that activity. I don't like that team. I'm not getting in enough uh, playing time. My kid isn't participating. The coach doesn't like them, so we quit midseason. 
See, faithfulness is vital, especially in our relationship with people and especially in our relationship with Jesus. Because there's going to be times where we don't feel like being faithful. We don't feel like being loyal. We don't feel like honoring our commitments, right? There's many times when life throws us a curveball where it's really easy to walk away and break that faithfulness. So today I want to give you three reasons why faithfulness is vital in our life. The first one is this. Faithfulness makes great relationships. Faithfulness makes great relationships. Growing up, um, I could guarantee a couple things in my life. Whenever I would show up at grandma's house, she would have a platter of food for my arrival. I would go in and there would be, there would be like a spread. There would be, you would have M&Ms, deviled eggs, celery, ranch, grapes, candies, all sorts of things. And it was always, hey, Blake, do you want more food? There's always this faithfulness that I know that my grandma was always committed, always loyal, always going to do what she was going to do. It was awesome. I know when we'd get done with those snacks, she'd be like, hey, Blake, you want to go play some games? And she would entertain me and she would hang out with me. And I remember this from such a young age to now that she is still with us and she's hanging out and doing the exact same things. Anytime I show up at grandma's house, there was this steadfastness with her. Great relationships take faithfulness. If you want to have a great marriage, we've got to have some faithfulness, right? If you want to have great friendships, we got to have some loyalty, right? We have some commitments, right? If you want to be the best employee or the best boss, what is going to be contingent on us is a faithfulness, a commitment, a loyalty that we're going to hang through with the people around us despite what happens. See, people remember our faithfulness. People remember our faithfulness. No matter what we've gone through, no matter what we do, people are going to remember if we're a committed person or if we're a person that just wants to step away and say, you know what, going gets tough, I'm going to escape. So people remember our faithfulness. Join me in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 this morning. We have Paul, he's writing this letter to this individual by the name of Timothy. Timothy is this young protege, and Paul is in a very dark and, and isolated time in his life. And this is his remembrance of Timothy, verse 3. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Verse 5, I remember your genuine faith. When Paul was in some of his darkest times, he remembered this man, this young man in his faith who had this great commitment and loyalty to that relationship. See, your commitment to people is, it it holds weight. 
It can shape a person. It can encourage a person that no matter what they go through, they know they can look back in life and they can remember who you are because of your commitment, your loyalty to them. You ever have a friend who maybe you haven't seen for many years and then you see him and it's been a couple years and you connected again and you're like, man, you just almost like you didn't skip a beat being with them. See, when we're faithful in our relationships, people remember that. People say, hey, you know what, no matter what, no matter what I go through, I can call them, they're going to show up, they're going to care. If you notice, it says that Paul, in his tears, remembered Timothy. See, faithfulness is consistency. Night and day, Paul remembered Timothy. Why? Because he was a faithful friend. If we want the best relationships for us, what do we have to do? We have to grow and let the Holy Spirit produce faithfulness in our life. People remember when you show up when you don't have to. People remember if you're an encourager. People remember if you're understanding when some things get mixed up and messed up. People remember your good attitude whenever, you know, there shouldn't maybe be a good attitude. People remember your commitment. People remember your faithfulness to be a steady individual. On the other side is this. People also remember your lack of faithfulness. People remember when you don't really hold your weight. People remember when you don't show up like you say you're going to show up. People remember these kind of things, and it can be very, very discouraging to those around us in our circle. We skip a little bit further in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Look how Paul illustrates it. Paul is in this jail, isolated all by himself, probably a second imprisonment, and things aren't going well in the trial. And he says this, as you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me. Everyone. He's by himself. He's recalling that. He's discouraged. He's down and out. He's remembering that. I don't know, maybe in your life, have you ever had a moment when you expected someone to, to hold their weight, to pull through for you, and they didn't? It can be crushing and crippling. It can hurt. See, as followers of Jesus, if we want to have amazing relationships, the best friendships, good working relationships, we got to be individuals that allow the Holy Spirit to grow faith in our life. See, I, I want us to capture this. We are able to have great, a great relationship with God because He has been faithful to us. We are able to have a great relationship with God because of His faithfulness with, to us. Look, 1 John 1.9 says this, but if we confess our sins to Him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our wickedness. You might be in here right now thinking that you've made too many mistakes for God to forgive. You might be in here right now thinking, hey, you know what happened this week, Pastor Blake? Yeah, I lost my temper. I grew some language like I never thought I would have in my life. You might have treated your family. You might have been someone very critical. But no matter what you have done in your life, our God is faithful to forgive. 
Man, I, I can lay my head down at night knowing this, that Blake isn't perfect, but I have a God who is. I serve a God who is. When Paul is in jail and we look over in, in the second chapter of this letter, he says this, he writes this poem and he goes, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. So no matter how unfaithful we might be in our faith journey, and no matter where we might be, man, God is faithful to us. God loves us. He encourages us. He cares, he's committed, and he's loyal to us. So if you want to start a relationship with him, at the end of service, we'll give you more directive there. But I'm going to encourage you, you can be faithful because God is faithful to us. Number two, when it comes to faithfulness, what we can learn is this. Faithfulness shows God's love. Faithfulness shows God's love. I say this quite often, and you've probably heard it a time or two, but you are the best Bible and maybe the only Bible someone will read. People who are far from God who aren't picking up the word like we're about to and, 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 and show consistency at church. They look at you and say, hey, what's different about you? They look at you and say, hey, you know, you're, you, you have a pep in your step. You have a joy in your life. You're producing some of these fruits of how do you have patience with your kids? How are you that individual that is just so under self-control? Because at any moment, your, your co-worker's like, I'm going to lose it. And, and you're over here like, man, I'm just going to be that consistent and calm individual. How can you show up time and time again? Why? Because that Holy Spirit's growing fruit in our lives. See, faithfulness is our example of, of God's love to people. We just read how God is consistently faithful. See, a great way to demonstrate a faithful God is to be a faithful example. A great way to demonstrate God's loyalty to us, God's care for us, his love for us, is to be a faithful example. See, 2 Timothy 1.5 says this, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. See, Timothy could understand this idea and concept of faith because he had some great examples of faith in his life. I think a lot of times when we struggle to have that example in our life, it's hard to get that concept. See, Paul is all by himself. He's been marked as a prisoner, someone who's fallen short, someone who has this kind of black eye. People stay away. People have deserted him. But yet Timothy, this young man, probably anywhere in his early teens at this moment, this is Paul's last letter he's written, and he writes to this young man, and he says, thank you for your faithfulness. So the question is, how could Timothy get it? Because he had faith like grandma. He captured it like grandma. 
Grandma was consistent at church. Grandma was consistent in the word. Grandma was consistent in her friendships. Grandma was consistent in the way she lived her life. And because he's growing up with grandma and grandma then pours into mom, he sees this and he's like, hey, I'm gonna follow them. I'm gonna be like them. I get what it means to be faithful. I'll never forget this day, a wedding day, one of the greatest days of my life. And uh, my wife and I, uh, we've had great examples of faithfulness in our life. Um, I remember showing up uh, at this uh, day we took pictures. We took pictures before the wedding uh, just because that's, you know, we wanted to expedite things. You know, the honeymoon was close, so we didn't want to take pictures after the wedding, you know what I'm saying? Um, But it was like, hey, one of those things we were excited about. And so we take pictures. And then uh, I'm kind of like, you know, I got a couple hours before the wedding and I'm like, hey, dad, uh, can we go to this restaurant? It's called Raising Cane's Chicken in Las Vegas off Lake Mead. I remember this clear as day. And uh, he's like, yeah, we'll go to lunch. You know, it's going to be kind of the events of the night, you know, a while. So it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I'm eating a, a chicken strip, I kid you not, and French fries. And I'm there and I'm dipping it in the cane sauce. And all of a sudden, I get overwhelmed with emotion, and I start crying. In the middle of this fast food restaurant, I'm in a black suit. The crumbs are all over the suit. I got the tie on. People are like, you look really nice to come into Raising Cane's Chicken. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm getting married. They're like, yeah, cool, bro. You know, like it was one of those moments. And, and I start crying. My dad's like, Lake, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, dad, I'm all right. I don't know if I can do this, man. And I'm like, I'm like, because my mindset, even still to this day, my wife and I talk about our mindset is this, that man, once we commit, there's no turning back. Once we commit, it is you and me. And I'm like, dad, I don't think, like, I don't think Brittany and me, like, can she handle all of this? You know, like I'm crying at Raising Cane's Chicken, talking about emotional dude. Like, can't she, can't she, like I'm not perfect. And I remember just being distraught and my dad just puts his hand on his shoulder. Like, you can do it. And it was just this peace, this overwhelming peace in my life because the reason is this. I had examples of faithfulness in my life. That I knew if I would go through a valley time, my, my, my people around me could help me through that moment. You might be in this place right now struggling with faithfulness in your relationships. Whatever you might be going through, whatever you might be facing, I would encourage you, find people around you who exemplify what it means to be faithful. See, when we're faithful in our relationships, our friendships, our marriages, our uncanny and undying loyalty to people, we're showing others the love of God. Ladies, you might be in this place right now and you're married. Yet your spouse, the man in your life, maybe isn't as committed to the Lord as you desire him to be. You know what the best thing you can do? Be committed, be faithful, serve the Lord, be as friendly, be as kind, be as under control, as you possibly can be, because you know what you're doing? 
you're being an, a radical example of God's love in your relationship and vice versa. I tell people all the time that the greatest way we can minister to people is by showing our faithfulness to God. And then Paul also talks about you got to teach others about faithfulness. You notice in 2 Timothy 1.6, he says, this is why I remind you to fan the flames, the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you, that there's this gift that's given, that Timothy, you also have to be taught faithfulness audibly. We have to be continual learners. Faithfulness isn't just something that happens overnight and then we're committed, but it's this idea, it's this process, it's this mentality that we're going to remain faithful. 2 Timothy 1.8, so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the same sake of the good news. And in other words, what Paul is telling Timothy is this, that you got to be ready. He is teaching them. He is verbally communicating. He is understanding. This is why we're faithful, because at the end of the day, there is going to be Jesus' return for his followers, for those who enter into a relationship with him. See, I, I have to pause at this moment because it's kind of been on my heart. I've had numerous conversations the past couple of weeks, and I want to maybe teach and, and instruct a little bit right here and say this, that we have to be faithful to God and we show our next generation our faithfulness to God by saying, I'm going to be faithful to his church. A lot of times what we're seeing is we're more faithful to extracurricular activities than we are to God's church. So then what that shows our children and our children's children is this idea that, hey, you know, have faith when you feel like it. Versus having, hey, you know what, I'm going to have faith no matter how I feel because I want to demonstrate God's love to those around me. See, I can, I'll never forget the, the heroes of faith in my life. My grandmother we would go back. It was vacations going to see grandparents. You know, vacation, and there's moments where I didn't feel like going to church. But you know what grandma made me do? Come on, Blake, we're going to church. What granddad made me do? You know what, Blake, we're going to church. See, faithfulness is our example of God's love toward us and toward others. God is faithful to us even when we don't deserve it. And we can be faithful to others. We can show his faithfulness. Faithful. Faithfulness isn't always one of those ideas that we do whenever we feel like it. Faithfulness is a constant. 2 Timothy 1.9 says this, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. And he did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show his grace through Jesus. So remember, your faithfulness is showing God's love to others. And then number three, close this morning is this, Faithfulness never gives up. 
Faithfulness is this idea of endurance, this idea of perseverance. It's staying committed when we don't feel like staying committed. It's being loyal when we don't feel like being loyal or when we're overlooked. I love this friend. When, when Paul is writing in 2 Timothy, he's closing out the first chapter to this man by the name of Timothy, he brings up his other friend. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus and all of his family because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because of his chains. And when he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. May the Lord show him special kindness on the day of Christ's return. And you know very well how helpful he was in Ephesus. This man by the name of Onesiphorus, one of Paul's friends, he never gave up. He kept searching. See, what can happen a lot of times in life is we go through a very hard situation and people can step back from us and say, you know what, because maybe you're radical in your faith, because you're radical in your relationship with Jesus, ah, that doesn't really fit in with my lifestyle, so I'm gonna kind of remove myself from that. But I love this close friend when he's over here and he's like, Paul, you're in chains, no one else is around. Seems like everybody's deserted you. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna hug you, I'm gonna be close to you. He was never ashamed. I think for a lot of us in this place, we have to ask ourselves constantly, am I ashamed of the gospel? If someone asks me what's different in my life, am I gonna communicate the gospel in an effective way to them? Am I gonna be ready when God gives me a God-ordained opportunity to minister the gospel? Or can I say, hey, let me lead you to the Lord right now? How's our faithfulness? Are, are, are there moments where I'm kind of ashamed because you know maybe some people might plague me for being a little bit square in, in my value system? my language like are are people gonna say oh man that guy's kind of like you know standoffish a little bit or he's he's one of those uh doesn't really enjoy life when you and i both know that we enjoy life we just choose to live it and look make it look a little bit different than some people that don't know lord so i love when paul highlights his friend he's like may god give this man favor because he was never ashamed of the chains that Paul was in because of God. And then I love this. Faithfulness is never given up because it's this idea of I'm going to search everywhere. I'm going to be relentless in my pursuit. 2 Timothy 1.15 says, As you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me. Paul writes that. Everyone deserted him. Trial's going bad. His life is about to end. But yet he has this one faithful friend. Now I'm going to go visit you in jail. When everybody was away from him, he showed up. He kept searching. He kept saying, hey, Paul, I see you. Paul, I care for you. Paul, I love you. Radical faithfulness. For us this morning, my encouragement to you is have radical faithfulness. Have faith like Timothy's grandma Lois. 1 Corinthians 1, 7 through 9. I just want to highlight this. Now you have a spiritual gift. 
you need is eagerly wait for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from blame on the day when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will do this for he is a faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God wants to have a relationship with you through his son, Jesus. He's faithful to us. Even when we're unfaithful, even when we're far from him, even when we don't feel like showing up, being committed, being loyal, he is loyal and committed to us. We can have faithfulness in our lives because he is faithful to us. So church, I'm gonna close in prayer. Maybe you're in this place right now. And you need to renew a refresher and say, God, produce the fruit of faithfulness in my life so I can be faithful in my friendships, faithful in my marriage, faithful in the days ahead. And maybe you're in here right now saying, I, you need to receive faithfulness from the Lord in a, in a way of a relationship with the son Jesus and you want to make that decision to follow Jesus the scripture says when you believe that Jesus who conquered the cross through his death burial and then rose again when we believe in that then we are saved we admit that we are sinners when we admit that we are broken but are made holy and right because of Jesus then we are saved and we have a relationship a different eternity because god's faithful to us he cares for us he gave us a plan church for that we have a lot to be grateful for and excited for so i'm going to ask you if you'll bow your head we're going to close in prayer this morning god right now we pray that you continue to grow faithfulness in our lives as we come into this week of prayer and fasting, may we take a step closer to you. May we take a step to a, a new level, a next level in our relationship with you. Lord, for those in this room who are struggling with faithfulness, who are maybe having thoughts, who are maybe having desires to escape relationships, to give up on relationships, to say they don't need those relationships. God, we rebuke those thoughts. We rebuke that mindset. We rebuke those actions, Lord. Lord, may we draw close to you so you grow faithfulness in our lives. And Lord, for those who are making a decision to follow you right now, where you're stirring in their hearts and their minds and their soul, that they want something greater and beyond themselves, and that's a relationship with you through their son. Lord, I pray right now that you touch them, that you lead them, that you encourage them into a life-giving relationship with you. God, we give you this moment, we give you this week, and we give you our lives. In your great and holy name, we all say in this place, amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west 
of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.